Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Florida Podcast. This is your host, Brandon Holland. It is Friday, September 25th, 2020. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully you've had a phenomenal week so far and you're excited for this weekend. I know that I am. It's full out Friday. You know we're talking everything sports related here in the state of Florida. We have so much to talk about. Let's just get right into it because it starts tonight, 8 o'clock, Game 4, Stanley Cup Finals. Right now, Tampa Bay Lightning have a 2-1 to series lead over Dallas. And again, tonight, 8 o'clock, Game 4, Kucherov and the boys will be in Dallas to try to get one step closer to a Stanley Cup championship. I mean, Victor Hedman is just having an outstanding 2020 uh, playoff run, 10 assists, 10 goals. It's just been crazy. So hopefully he can keep that up. And again, these boys will get one step closer to bringing that championship to Florida, to Tampa. So good stuff. And we have so much football to talk about. SEC starts this weekend. So many games. So many games. Let's start with the UCF Knights. They will travel up to Dowdy Flickens Stadium in Greenville, North Carolina to take on ECU. I mean, UCF, man, UCF. They've won 37 of the last 41 games. I mean, 49-21 opening win against Georgia Tech. That was last Saturday. Coach Josh Heupel, always get him confused with Nate Hipple. Josh Heupel was at Oklahoma 2000, won a national championship with the Sooners and Bob Stoops. He has been a winner everywhere he's gone. Always get him confused with Nate Hipple, who was quarterbacking Oklahoma in 2001, but that is neither here nor there. So the UCF Knights will go up to ECU. If you do that thing for entertainment purposes only, UCF is a 27 and a half point favorite, just so you know. Again, entertainment purposes only. I don't advocate for gambling on this channel. Just saying. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't look for UCF to have a problem up there. Should be a comfortable margin of victory for them. So. That is going to be UCF tomorrow, noon o'clock at ECU. All right, so Florida State and the U tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m., Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, no tailgating, and no students will be allowed in the stands. I don't know how they're going to really know if somebody's a student if they're not, but that is what was written in one of the articles I read, 13,000 max fan capacity will be allowed at Hard Rock Stadium. So that is what will be the situation with COVID for tomorrow evening's game. Now let's talk about these two teams. Florida State, 0-1-1, coming off a loss to Georgia Tech where they scored 10 points in the first quarter, were up, and eventually lost that game 16-13. to So a lot of questions for the Seminoles right now, the coach, Mike Norvell, first-year head coach, tested positive for COVID. He will not be on the sideline. It will be the Chris Thompson-led Florida State Seminoles tomorrow. The big, key, the big thing for Florida State will be if their offensive line can protect James Blackman, who will be starting quarterback, obviously, for the Seminoles against 
Georgia Tech, they gave up three sacks and also allowed six tackles for a loss of yards. So a lot of struggles from the offensive line there. We'll see if they can improve that against Miami's front. It will be very, very tough. Miami is very, very talented on that side of the football. So we're going to see. Like I said, you know, James Blackman, 6'5", 190 pounds is crazy. He's so tall, but he's so skinny. Hoping to see him put on some weight in the offseason. This is his junior year. So, again, it's hoping to see him put on some weight, but still very, very thin. So, we will see how that plays out. One of the good things for Florida State is their star defensive back, Hamasa. I always I can never pronounce his last name. Hamasa Nasherildeen. Nasherildeen. Man. If I got that wrong, I'm sorry, FSU fans. But he will be back in the lineup, obviously dealing with knee issues, ACL. He'll be back in the lineup against the U, and they will need his services. You know, let's talk about the Canes. Let's talk about them Canes and Coach Manny Diaz, who taken over for Mark Richt. Richt? Richt? Who retired? Manny Diaz, obviously the defensive coordinator, turnover chain before he took over the head coaching duties and a little bit of a disappointing season last year for the Canes, but now they're off to a 2-0 start, and a lot of people are asking, is the U back? I think it's a little early to tell. They got two wins, one against UAB, one against Louisville. I think everyone would have expected them to get those two wins. Will Florida State be a test for them? I don't know. On paper, Miami should roll Florida State, but again, it's Florida State versus the U. I think this is one of those games that you throw out the records, especially because Florida State has had two weeks to prepare for Miami. I don't know if that's going to make a difference, but we will see. Miami very strong on the offensive side. Quarterback Dierick King is off to a good start. His first two games, 34 for 54, 34 for 54, 469 yards passing, four touchdowns to zero pickles. He's also had 20 rushing attempts for 92 yards kind of makes up that two-headed monster in the backfield with running back Cameron Harris, who has had 26 attempts, 268 yards, three tutties. He's averaging 10.3 yards every time he put every time he puts his hand on the rock. I love what they I love what the U has in tight end Brevin Jordan, stud, 10 receptions all the 10 receptions already this year. Buck 71 and two tutties. 6'3 kid, 245 pounds out of Vegas. Got to love that. Reminds me a lot of Jeremy Shockey when he was at the U. So good stuff there. Actually, kind of reminds me more of Greg Olson, but obviously for him to be mentioned with those two guys who went on to have massive success in the league, good for him on the defensive side for the U. I mean, come on. You got you got a Blades boy there. You got Al Blades Jr., 6'1". I mean, guys, he's, I mean, the Blades family is Miami Royalty. Seven solo tackles already this year. One pick. Bubba Bolden, also a stud. Mari Carter. I mean, this, this, you is very, very talented. Ranked 12th in the country right now. We'll see how this plays out. Another addition that I love when it comes to the you on the defensive side of the ball is Quincy Roche from Randallstown, Maryland. I'm a Maryland guy myself. Remember when he signed with Temple, went there for three years, was the AAC Defensive Player of the Year, 
and decided to transfer down to Miami for his senior year. So I look for him to have a really, really strong year with you. Obviously, staying healthy. We'll see. Again, if you do that thing that is for entertainment purposes only, Miami is 11 and a half point favorite. So I personally think that Miami will cover that number. I think that Miami being at home down in Miami Gardens, even with a smaller crowd because of COVID, excuse me, because of COVID, I think that they will win big over the Florida State Seminoles. Now, all right, we have to jump to the SEC. It is their opening weekend. I mean, let's, let's just look at the schedule. You have 16th ranked Tennessee at South Carolina, Vanderbilt at 10th ranked Texas A&M. You got the second ranked Alabama Crimson Tide going to Missouri, fourth ranked Georgia Bulldogs at Arkansas, Mississippi State goes to Death Valley to take on the number six ranked LSU Tigers. 23rd ranked Kentucky will travel to number eight ranked Auburn to play those Tigers. And of course, we have the number five ranked Florida Gators heading up to Oxford. Jesus, Brandon, if I I could talk today, I would be dangerous. Heading up to Oxford to take on the old Miss Rebels at Walt Hemingway Stadium. So should be a good, good game. I'm going to go ahead and break that down a little bit because it's the Gators. It's Gainesville, baby. Let's talk about these Gators. Now, Ole Miss, the the thing about Ole Miss, I want to talk about Ole Miss roster, but I can't do anything except talk about their head coach, Lane Kiffin. I've said this four years. I'm actually an Oakland. Wow. I almost said Oakland Raiders. I'm actually a Los Vegas Raiders fan. And I remember when Kiffin was the coach of the Raiders and Al Davis <laughs> gave that weird press conference telling Lane Kiffin to get over it. That was funny. Turns out that Al Davis may have been right about Lane Kiffin. He's had multiple chances at multiple amazing programs outside of being the coach in the NFL being a coach in the NFL and I just think the guy is so overrated I don't get it but hey they're coming off a four and eight season old misses and they will be hosting the fifth ranked Gators coming off an 11 and two season Dan Mullen has I mean that program is stacked with talent this is a team that really believes and has the talent to compete for a national championship this year I do think the Gators are that good so it's just a situation as we look at this game, Ole Miss last year, secondary gave up 270 yards per game, even though they did have a decent front four, decent defensive line. I think that is still the strong point of their team right now, but giving up a lot of yards. They gave up a lot of yards in the passing game, and I think that Dan Mullen and Kyle Trask will look to take advantage of that. Trask coming off a season which he passed for 2,941 yards, 237 for 354 in terms of completions to attempts. That's a 66.9% completion ratio, 25 picks, two seven INTs. I'm sure that Coach Mullen will work with Mr. Trask to try to get those 
interceptions down this year. In terms of the running back position, I mean, the Gators, they lose someone like Lamico Perrine to the Jets as he got drafted in the fourth round, but they still have Malik Davis, Damian Pierce, so it'll be their time to step up. Wide receiver-wise, lost a lot of talent, but they do have Jacob Copeland, Justin Shorter, Trayvon Grimes, so we'll see what happens. You know, it's going to be tough if you think that you can lose, you know, four guys and not have those effects be seen. I think you'd be a little bit naive in that situation. But again, the Gators have so much talent on both sides of the football. Even though a little bit young defensively, I still look for it to be a game that the Gators control from start to finish. If you do that thing that is for entertainment purposes only, the Gators are a 13.5-point favorite. I do think that the Gators will cover that number. Again, we don't promote gambling on this podcast. We only do this stuff for entertainment purposes only. Hey, I don't want to be that person. Like, oh, man, I listen to Brandon's podcast, and he's giving me entertainment-only numbers, and he made me lose money. No, I don't want to be that guy, all right? So if you do decide to participate in those type of activities, please do so at your own risk. So my predictions for the weekend are, again, said that I think that Florida will win handily. I think that... The U will win handily, and I do think that US UCF will win handily. I look for a phenomenal weekend. Just looking forward to a phenomenal weekend of sports as I was at the gym this morning. And it was just nice to see people talking trash to each other because, you know, a lot of it's weird where I'm at, just, you know, in Pinellas, kind of, we're Gator country, but. Plenty of Florida State fans and plenty of U shirts today seen. People are just excited. People are just happy to have these distractions. And this is why we need sports. And this is why we want to try to keep politics out of sports because it is our opportunity to hang out with our friends. Don't have to talk about politics. Nobody cares. My team against your team. Let's have a good time. Drink some beer, drink some moonshine, cook up some wings, and just have a phenomenal time together, an escape. So I just gave you what I'm going to be drinking and eating this weekend, by the way, in case you missed that. I'm excited. Hopefully y'all are as well. I can't wait to come back to you on Monday with Florida Market Monday. We'll get back into what's going on in terms of the negotiations with the stimulus package at the federal level. We'll also talk about how the Florida economy is continuing to recover and grow in these COVID times. Look, have a phenomenal weekend. If you don't like sports, that's fine. Get out to the beach, go do something fun, enjoy it. I will be back with you on Monday. Until then, this is the Florida Podcast, signing off.